Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the World with Nate podcast. This podcast was created to shed light on some of the stories and lessons that we accrue during our time here. My hope is that those stories will bring us all together in this thing that we all call life. My hope for this podcast episode is that you find it both enlightening and enjoyable. So, sit back and relax. I want you to enjoy the ride. Special thanks to my friend Buck Kurt of Hawkeye Storage and Consulting for helping me bring Season 2 of The World with Nate to YouTube. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The World with Nate, Season 2. Today, I have awesome guests with me. I first heard about these guests from my wife. The first meeting of Ezra was with my wife when she was delivering his baby, but what they're doing is what really intrigued me. These men are single-handedly changing the way that we're going about business in Iowa. The countryside of Iowa is littered with barns that are falling to the wayside. They're falling apart. Uh, Agriculture is heavy in this state, and those things, if they aren't kept up, they fall apart, right? And they fall to the wayside. And you guys are taking upon yourselves to take these things apart piece by piece and create new out of it and sell the wood, reclaim it. And I just love the fact that you're doing something to uh, make this place a better place. And that's why I had to have you guys on the podcast. So welcome, Ezra, and welcome, Elias, to the podcast. I'm excited for you guys to be here. Yeah, we're excited to be here too, Nate. Heck yeah. yeah. So tell me how this whole thing started. This isn't something that a lot of people are doing, right? No, it's it's, <laughs> it's not something that you you go to college to reclaim barns that are falling apart, right? Unfortunately, not. No. Um, I, I'd say it's not something a lot of people are doing well or professionally. Correct. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Elias? Yeah, it's kind of a lot of people will maybe do a couple. There's a lot of people I'll come across who are like, oh yeah, I took one down with my uncle, and yeah, we pulled it over and. Crushed, crushed it up. every beam. Yeah. <laughs> crushed it up and, and your burned it in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. We like, only uh, saved the siding. We yeah. burned the beams. It's yeah. like, what? No, what are you doing? Heck yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it kind of started. This wasn't something either of us had ever done before. Um, and, yeah, it started after we both graduated from college. We were both going our separate directions. I was still pursuing uh football after afterwards ezra was so speak about that that's where you guys met yeah that's where we met yep so we were roommates at you and i okay um panthers freshman year yeah hell yeah yeah. so played football there uh ezra was offensive line i was a tight end and we lived together for three years and then both got married uh while in college kind of yeah parted our separate ways and then yep happily parted our separate ways yeah. <laughs> you had mentioned yeah. prior to our recording that your wives are both way better roommates oh, than yeah. you guys were yeah. for each other yeah. yeah absolutely in fact our freshman year we almost weren't roommates yeah it yeah, almost man, didn't it was, work out huh we almost didn't come back from christmas break you know <laughs> to to the same roommate was, yeah well it, thankfully we it stuff. seemed to have worked out it now did. you guys yeah. are creating a profession for yourselves together yeah. yeah now now since we have separated and we're no longer roommates <laughs> it's by choice so yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah Heck yeah. yeah we yeah so, so football brought you together and then what after you guys separated went your separate ways what were you doing ezra uh i was uh preparing for my first year of teaching okay so i had the whole summer off and like Elias mentioned he had the summer off because he was training for the NFL. And so we were kind of both looking for something to fill our time with. Yeah, And Elias was really into woodworking at the time. And I was kind of renovating my house, doing some minor renovations. 
but we were just broke. I hadn't started my <laughs> teaching job and, and Elias hadn't uh, started a job or maybe you had just uh, quit your job at mud. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was just focusing on training. So I'd train all morning and then had, so you had graduated you and I, yep. yeah, we both graduated and you were training to make it in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what did that look like? Um, <clears throat> so I, I had a couple summer, uh, rookie mini camp, you know, four day tryouts with, uh, the bears and saints. Okay. Um, got injured while I was in New Orleans with the Saints. So I spent that summer rehabbing and getting back to health for the fall. Ended up having a, a call uh, right before fall camp for the Giants. Long story. Didn't My flight ended up getting stuck in Chicago, missed my tryout, and uh, that was the end of it. So that was that's where it ended. Yeah, but to Elias' credit, he wasn't just going to let the flight cancellation oh, be the end of no. it. He he called his it wasn't position coach. No, no he's no. like, I'm getting a rental car. I'm driving down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll get I there. Bo- I booked a flight to Dulles, Washington Airport, rented a car, and I was going to fly, get there at like 1 in the morning, drive up I to New York. It, and they were like, we love that. We're going to bring you back Determination. next week. Yeah, so it, it – but. It didn't pan out. They, they signed out. somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> it was too late. We love you. I know how that works. You know, we spoke a little bit. My wife's brother had played. It's a cutthroat business. It right? is, yeah. yeah. But you got to follow those dreams and see because you don't want to sit back and look and say, oh, I wish I could have, right? Right. Like not yeah. many people get that opportunity to even try to get in the NFL. Yeah. So I, yeah. that's awesome. Speaks to your determination too about yeah. not letting that flight bother you and shit. I'm going to make it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. So that door Heck closed yeah. and, and other doors open with this business. And it wasn't much at first. It no. was just kind of a, a hobby. We, In fact, the first barn that we actually approached to see if we could tear it down, the roof had already partially collapsed and we were just driving by it. And Eliza's wife. When you say that what was your driving factor you see a barn that's falling apart on the side of the road what's going through your head how can you make how can you make a living off of that nothing at, it at was that Elias' time, wife yeah no yeah <laughs> at that time we literally were all three of us in a car my wife ezra and i okay and uh I, I see this barn i was like man i bet there's a lot of good wood in that barn because i was getting into woodworking yeah. i was like you could use some of that okay. wood's expensive and uh and ezra's like yeah man that'd be sweet <laughs> And then my wife's like, why don't you go ask him? And I was yeah. like, I'm not that bold. There's yeah. no way. And Because uh, I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to go up to some farmer, hey, can I tear down your your barn and take your wood? Yeah. yeah. But Ezra's like, let's do it. Yeah. So I was like, are you serious? And so the next day we actually we, – uh, yeah, we got in the car. Hatched a plan Hatched overnight. Hatched a plan. Talking like, about it in the car. Yeah, let's do it. And so, yeah, we, we showed up the next day and went up to the guy and – show up and we're both you know it's in the middle of winter we're both in our car hearts and yeah. just got massive beard and looking the part yeah yeah, yeah. Right. and uh, so much so <laughs> so much so and ezra's like i'm i'm ezra and i'm elias and uh we're, we're wondering what your intentions are with that barn and uh he goes what are you amish oh the pitch because <laughs> yeah, of yeah. the names yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you amish like, so no, in no, our area uh, there's uh high density of Amish people and they yeah. work a lot on for the people who are out of state or yeah, don't yeah, understand yeah. they work on wood and they redo barns in the area so that's where that came from yeah. you guys have those names that are similar to the Amish people have names yeah, like yeah. that right yeah absolutely awesome. yeah yeah we were, we were going to do that barn and he was like yeah you know you guys could have the green light and we ended up doing a little more research on taking down barns which there isn't much information out there 
on it, like on on period, period, right. um, to find how to successfully do it. Yeah. yeah, but we we figured out enough that we're like, boy, this would be a death trap. I think. Yeah, yeah. Just to, we we couldn't do it. So, just because of the state and the what condition the barn was in. Yeah, yeah. It was too far gone okay. um, to safely do it for our yeah. level now. Where you were at. now, yeah, where we were at. Um, but anyway, some, another friend of ours knew that we were looking for a barn, um, and his neighbor had one that was in a little better shape for us to be able to take down. And so he's like, Hey, they're looking for somebody. So we, and we, we were green. We went, we went and oh toured boy. this barn. I knew, I knew like one buzzword in, in the reclaimed industry. And that was old growth wood. Okay. And so they're, they're, they're Expl- for people that don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So old growth wood is, is the wood that, uh, America uh, used to grow because the trees were allowed to grow for so long before they were harvested. So you look at old growth wood rings and they're much, much denser because the the trees were allowed to grow for so much longer. Now we harvest wood so quickly that the, the particularly rings, soft woods, yeah, particularly soft woods, and, yeah. the rings aren't nearly as dense. And so the material is not as strong. strong. Gotcha. And so that was the buzzword that I knew. And so we were touring this barn, which which was a great first barn. To it was start a great on. first barn. Yeah. Yes, and must be fate. I'm cutting into it. I love it, and I think I see. I don't even know oh. if I saw this, but I Elias, think I see this. tight growth rings, and I get so excited. Elias, <laughs> old growth, old growth, and the owners are looking at us like, "What does that mean?" And then <laughs> we don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It, uh, yeah. Looking back on it now, knowing the structure, what you know now, but yeah. Yeah, the siding was great, but the yeah. rest of it, and there was a lot of wasted material there. So you, yeah. you live and learn. You live, you and, live learn. and learn, especially when yeah. you guys are the trendsetters for this and don't have the information, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's hard to just start, you yeah. know? Yeah. What mistakes are some of the mistakes that you've made in this mm. process? Oh, my goodness. A lot to number. <laughs> but you're learning from them. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've learned the most from? I think just the knowledge of how the structure is built. Um, but they're different, right? There's they're different, different yeah. Barns so different, throughout Iowa. The different styles um, bring with it different characteristics of where the load bearing is on okay. the on the beams and everything. And so, um, yeah, we I think that first barn we had zero knowledge of how that thing was held up, and so we just start hacking away. We, start hacking we away. took <laughs> out every exterior wall with an axe yeah and that's a lot of and work right there was, was it seems there, like a lot of work it was a lot of work and there were no studs on the outside and we were asking ourselves why isn't this thing falling down so it's because that's not where the weight was it, exactly buried. yeah yeah <laughs> we didn't yeah. just didn't know we, we didn't, didn't know, know. Yeah. yeah we're just so you're learning guys as you go taking on a hobby. how barns are built yes the, yeah and what kind of barns we want to dismantle right what what kind of barns are going to have a good return on on investment right. for us as well so yeah. you're all ju- and you're not business major at no. you and i no you're a teacher i'm a teacher yep. <laughs> and your major at you and i was communication studies oh so not business either huh? not business either i'm no. not a business major either and i yeah. started nor construction podcast. management yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's wild how that crap works to yeah. me how life throws you the road yeah and you got to take it yeah absolutely heck yeah that is so mm-hmm. cool. So th- your wife was like, hey, you guys are into woodworking. Check out this barn. And that one didn't work out. And the second one that you guys – so it, it was a friend. Yep. Word of mouth. That's Word of probably mouth. pretty that, important. That's what Very grew important. our business for the first three, two years. Yeah, um, still is. Still is, yep. Still a really important part. Um, yeah, 
one thing led to another, you know, another friend was like, Hey, my dad has a barn on his property up in walk on Iowa. You should check out. So we went up there and that's when we started to realize, Oh my gosh, this is what barns really can be. Yeah. And, uh, cause you guys and, probably see the whole foray, right? Like yeah. ones that aren't bad and ones that need to be burned down or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of times what happens is barn owners will, will wait and, and their roof will start to go and they'll just think to themselves, I've got a couple more years on this to figure out this problem, but then they never get around to it. And once the roof starts to go, the whole structure is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of people messaging us, Hey, will you take a look at our barn and we'll ask for pictures and we'll see the pictures. And it's like, man, you, you know, probably know. four or five years ago we could have done this, mm-hmm. but it's too far gone now. You may as well just yeah. knock it down and burn it because yeah. we can't save anything. Because yeah. the, the exterior elements have dilapidated the inside now as yeah. well, right? Yeah. The yep. water damage and yeah. the, the rot that takes over so quickly when you when you lose, Open get a up. hole in the, in the roof. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> for those people out there, because I have a ton of, you know, we grew up in Iowa, so there's barns everywhere. Yeah. That's pertinent to know, you know, if you're going to get on it, get on it, or yeah. it's not going to be save, salvageable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Our, the current project we're working on right now, uh, really cool story, but uh, we can get on that a little bit more later. But uh, it, it was one that the foundation really started slipping, <clears throat> and they looked into having it restored, which if that's what people can do, if they can restore it, like we Please. love that. that yeah. Please sweet. do it because yeah. there's so much history, and that's what we want to do is we want to restore the – history of our state in the yeah. midwest and you know get that in people's homes but if you can restore the actual structure that's incredible yeah but they looked yeah. into doing it and it was going to be over a hundred thousand dollars if not more yeah and we're talking about what are you going to use the barn for then once you have it repurposed yeah, yeah. i mean you can't put another two hundred thousand dollars into it making yeah. it a house shouse or whatever yeah. you know exactly yeah. or some wedding venue or something yeah so it's hard once they get to that state you know what do you do and you guys are the freaking answer yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. It's trying to be, yeah. Yep. So. Reclaiming Iowa history one board at a time. One board is. at a time. I love it. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. That's exactly what I wrote down. It I like I said to you guys before, I don't like seeing stuff go to waste. I don't like consumerism. I don't like the fact that there's a new iPhone every year. Yeah. Um, the last iPhone was just fine. Yeah. You know? And I think you guys are really addressing something that especially in our state. It's something you see, and it's an eyesore. Driving down the highway, it's not yeah. nice to see something falling apart. No. So I love what you're doing. Thank you. I think you. it's so yeah. cool. The name, 310 Timber Company, where'd that come from? Yeah, so How'd we— How'd that start? <clears throat> we uh, are both uh, born-again Christians, and we wear our faith on our sleeves, and it's something that is of utmost importance to both Elias and I. So when we were sitting down to think about a name for this company, we knew that it had to reflect uh, the company on the timber side of things, the wood side of things, but we also wanted it to be a way that we could possibly share our faith. So Elias and I got together and we started brainstorming. And I think Elias came up with 310 because he had been reading his Bible. I'll let him touch on that. Yeah, That was uh, in homage to what? 310. Yeah. So it's actually a few different verses. Um, And it was, I don't even remember how I was like, if I'd been reading in Colossians 3 or Matthew 3 or what, but I was like, man, I should look at some other 310s because I was reading this verse Mm -hmm. in Matthew 310 that says that even now the axe is laid to the foot of the tree and that which does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And so it's this idea that like, man, what, yeah, like (laughs) what isn't, what isn't like bearing fruit, what isn't of like use is cut down, thrown into the fire. And then, uh, 
I was kind of looking at some other three tens and Colossians three ten. Um, well, first like Romans three ten uh, says that um, that uh, um, no one is good, no not one. Like no one even seeks after God. Like we we all together have become worthless. Like humanity in itself. Like we are in uh, pushing away, pushing away from God. And in the Colossians three ten says, but are being renewed after the image of your Creator. So, um, uh, and that we like put on this new self that we have in Christ through um, His death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins. Heck yeah! Um, we have this new identity, this new, uh, yeah, this this new self that we are born again into. And it's through the work of Christ alone. And so um, we just kind of see that as an opportunity to share the, the yeah. hope in a fallen world that there is um, a Redeemer who redeems uh, broken things. And we seek to do that Fixes. in our business. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. So yeah. a lot um, of these barns that, that we tear down, people look at and they say, oh, my goodness, that's worthless. You know, yeah. a lot of these old time guys that I've, I've talked to. Um, they'll say, I can't believe you want this wood. Like I was just going to burn it. And uh, Elias and I look at that and we, we see value. And so we do tear down barns. And then a lot of times either the owner or ourselves will burn the material that's mm-hmm. bad and, and we'll keep what's good. And then we'll reuse it and repurpose it. And we just see such a parallel there yeah. with what Christ is doing with individuals where he is snatching individuals out of, out of, the, out of the fire and he is saving them from their sins. And he is not just saving them from their sins, but he is giving them a work to do. He's making them new and mm-hmm. turning them into a new creation. Purpose. Yeah. And yeah. and so when Elias brought that idea to me, I was just like, that's perfect. Yeah. Like it, this is this is such a great opportunity for us to be able to share the gospel and the hope that is within us. Yeah. It's what you guys are building your foundation on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's part of your work. Yep. I believe that there's a ton in the name as far as naming my children biblical names as well. It's something that me and my wife paid close attention to because I think it sets the groundwork for where you're trying to go with yourself, and that's something that was important to us. When I sat down and came up with the podcast name, the same thing. It's not my world. It's yep. our world. I'm, yeah. just part, I'm just talking to you guys about it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It was all things that were thought, and I think it's so important. And when a company can have their brand really identify with who they are, and they stand by that, yeah, makes people want to be a part of it. Yeah, especially when it's so strong like this. I love it. That's a perfect parallel. The three tens. Thank yeah. you. That was awesome, sure. gentlemen. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, so the dem- we touched briefly on some of the reasons for demolition behind the barns. You know, they're getting old. They're falling apart. Um, insurance, taxes, cosmetic maintenance, safety. Those things all play a part on why you guys are tearing down barns. Yeah. So how's it work? A farmer reaches out to you says, hey, I got a piece of property. Then you guys go assess it. What's that look like? Yeah, typically mm-hmm. we'll ask for pictures first uh, just to make sure that it's something that it's you know worth driving for. Um, it, our, our job is kind of funny because um, we never know what our commute is going to be week by week. It could be a two-hour commute. Yeah. Or it could be we're working in Waterloo where we store our wood and it's a 20-minute drive. Um, so, so we try to map out the state of Iowa before we go and look at barns so that we could see several barns at a time. So a farmer, farmer or, or barn owner will reach out to us. We'll see the pictures. Elias and I will talk and we'll see, Hey, is this something that we would consider taking down? And then we'll go and take a look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, we go take a look at it. 
we're looking at um, the type of like structure it is, how it was built, what kind of frame it is, if it's like a timber frame with big beams or stick frame, um, what kind of species of wood is in there. Okay. Both so what on, did the th- what's like <clears throat> gold mine oak oak wood oak, oak is king. old oak is king. old growth <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. hey I got my buzzword yeah. gonna, they're gonna be like man this guy sure knows what he's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oak uh, anytime we can find oak the both on like just the it, it's less susceptible to like bug infestation okay. weathering especially if it's white oak it's very resistant to weathering so it's lasted a long time it's going to last a long time more um it can be used for a lot of things like remilling uh flooring out of it for furniture for all sorts of stuff so that's a really good one that we look for okay. um especially like when it was milled too is a huge thing um so there's <clears throat> more of that like smooth sawn the like the inch and a half stuff that's more common nowadays in buildings like you know construction lumber you see right. nowadays a lot of that stuff like we just there's not a market for it there's not it's because it's too not much quality wood. it's not quality wood it's not um not really beautiful it, it's something it's, that you would see on craigslist under the free category yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying we need you to come pick it up yes. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. And so it's not something somebody's going to put in their living room or right. anything like that. Um, you could rebuild a, sh- a shed with it if you wanted. But um, So the purposes of the wood that you're looking for, beautiful old wood for accents in houses, mm-hmm. what types of things are we, are we talking about that you guys are using your wood for? Yeah, so um, we, do, like personally, we do uh, some kind of, manufacturing with it i guess would just okay. be like mantles uh we have plans to do some more things of like remilling it into flooring and wall wall blanks and things like that so by mantles you're talking a giant slab on rock mantle fireplace yep. yes yeah big yep. beam okay um yeah so that's we do a lot of that the people we sell it to around the country they um they'll they'll do flooring out of it they'll do okay um some people actually rebuild barns out of the old wood. barns. Yeah, so yeah. They'll, they'll actually take these old hand-hewn timbers, have it all matched up with uh, uh, a new structure that yeah. they're building and, you know, use put it up that. that way. Yep. Or huh. um, they'll use it as just strictly aesthetic accent beams in a house. Because it's beautiful wood. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just can't, you can't match it. No. Right, with today's stuff. Uh, and, you know, that was, Elias, you kind of touched on that, but that was a big point or a big shift in our in our business model was last year Elias and I had a meeting actually and we were thinking about taking the dog out back and shooting it yeah we were I was like dude we've lost money this year we like this you're putting way too much time into this for little to no return I think we should just call it yeah <clears throat> I mean this might not be as good of an idea as we thought yeah yeah and we were selling on Facebook marketplace primarily to local people and, and the thing with barnwood is if you have a state filled with dilapidated barns, more than likely the locals aren't going to value barnwood right. like people in, in states or areas where it's more scarce. And so Elias and I had no idea how to get this barnwood out of the state to where it is more scarce and more valued. Yeah. Um, so we had a meeting and we said, hey, do we need to just shut this company down? Like, is it a waste of time? And, and we had kind of decided in that meeting, no, we're going to try, you know, 
maybe just making YouTube videos and then and then <clears throat> we'll see if we can make money on YouTube and then just do the Barnwood thing kind of as a storytelling device. And uh, and then I like just that too. It, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it, but you know what? The Lord is sovereign and Elias, yeah. uh, he went to see his family just the next week. And yeah, my <clears throat> my mom got remarried and she her her husband does some business stuff and kind of like helps like businesses revamp and buys okay. business, things like that. Yeah. And he was like, hold on, you guys are just you're not thinking big enough. He's like, if Absolutely. you just start, if you just start finding markets, like you can ship it all over. I'll help you find that. And he, he really just kind of sparked it. Um, he didn't really like kind of carry us uh, onto that next big yeah. buyer. He just kind of sparked it. So we're like, okay, let's give you hope. Oh gave yeah. Us hope. Gave yeah. us hope. Help us see like, no, this actually is a good business model. And so we're like, okay, we started thinking bigger started. Um, we had revamped our website. And put some money Beautiful into website, that. website, by the way, guys. <laughs> Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's a nice website. That. Yeah, so we, we put some money into our website. Website um, is uh, dot com. Okay. Yeah. And it's all 310 Timbers, all one word? It's, yes. So it's l- the numbers 310 Timber okay. Co. Yep. Very so, good. And I will share that all over social uh-huh. media. When Appreciate we're that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we just we put some money into that, revamped it. The little to no money we had, we put it into that website. And within two days. Yeah. We got a call from. That's pretty quick return. Most times it's yeah. you yeah. that it lucky. Was, it was nuts. It was insane. We yeah. got a, yeah. Within two days, we got a uh, an inquiry from a company in Eastern Tennessee, and they're like, "Ching, we we'll buy a semi load a week if we." Could. Yeah, there's not so, barns. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, old growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oak yeah. barns, right? Yeah, not barns with big old beams. That's no. for sure in Tennessee. So, well, the stru- the structures they need are different from ours. Right? Yes, absolutely. Played out for you guys. Yes, and I did. can't imagine there's a whole lot of reclaimed beautiful timber in New York City no. or in Chicago, Illinois, yeah. or Los Angeles, yeah, or Houston, yeah. or yeah. the humongous marketplace that do high end furniture. Yeah. So. There is definitely room, I would say, for what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. there is. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, and we're still just kind of learning. trying to yeah. get it forward. Yeah, and we're still just kind of just barely breaking the ice with, I think, the markets that there is out there. Yeah. <coughs> so. Oh, for sure. But yeah. in the scheme of things, you started this when? Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. And all the business books you read, I know we didn't go to business school, yeah. it says it takes a couple of years to grow business, right? Absolutely. So if you're sticking money into it, yep. it's not that much to get hung up onto, in my opinion. I'm yeah. doing the same thing with podcasts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and is I mean, what a blessing. Like in year three, I was able to quit my full-time job and then do this full-time. Heck yeah. And Elias is joining in May. He's going to yep. be working full-time uh, with the company starting this May. And so... Just the fact that we can do what we love and work with our hands and honor God and then also provide for our families. Yeah. Like, wow, what a yeah. gift. Yeah, so what, awesome. to hit on it, what are you doing currently before you make the jump to full-time? Yeah, so I work uh, with a college ministry here in Cedar Falls, uh, the Salt Company out of okay. Candeo Church. Um, so I work with men's ministry in uh, UNI, Wartburg, uh, and Hawkeye Community College in the area. And it was like a two-year commitment. Let's see if this is like, you know, pastoral ministry, something that I should do for the rest of my life. Okay. And I've just gotten a lot of clarity on like, 
what my giftings are and discipling men. And I love to do that. And, but then also like desires that God's put in me to yeah. work with my hands. Like I just love to work with my hands and create things and repurpose things. And so I just, yeah, felt like, man, I think my call is to still, obviously for all Christians to make disciples. Yeah. Um, but to do that while I work with my hands and kind of be more of a, a tent builder, like, like Paul. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah I love gonna be that. getting back into that. Yeah. In, in a, so, and, well, it, it definitely explains why you could uh, speak to scripture so smoothly because I could not quote it like you did. So kudos <laughs> to that. I definitely need to get in the Bible more. But when you are, we're talking about this stuff, it's not, you guys aren't figureheads. Mm. These are things that you're living in your everyday life and building that into your business. I think you're, you're never going to be able to put a monetary amount of money on what you're doing. And I really thank a lot of you guys for that. It's it's awesome. You took the jump, and it's gonna work. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. you. You have yeah. the faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? And just kind of the attitude we've tried to take with the business is, when things are going good and Elias and I are excited, you know, hey, let's stop and thank God. Thankful. But when things are going bad and and we're a little stressed out, like, hey, let's let's pray and ask God. Um, to provide for our needs, but let's also just thank him for this as well, because we know that um, suffering and, and, and um, trials produce steadfastness and character. And so it's all character building and it's all used um, to conform us to the image of yes. uh, God's son, Jesus the good Christ. and the bad. Yes, absolutely. Can't have it all easy, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right, so we spoke about how college transitioned into this, and you guys got married. Now you guys are starting families. Yes, I know when you're, when we're men and we're supposed to um, play certain roles within our families, it's got to be nerve wracking starting a new business with a young family. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd say so. Um, the The decision for me actually came relatively free of stress. Um, but I will say that is the type of person that I am. Uh, when when my wife and I were going through pre marriage counseling, you know, they have you take all these tests and like personality things or whatever, and they had us take like this stress indicator, <laughs> and mine came back. And in my life at the time, I supposedly had zero stressors, and you could have a total of ten. <laughs> my wife's came back and Dang. she had ten. So. <laughs> Me Just, and your <laughs> wife are alike, and you and my wife yes, are exactly yes. alike. Yes, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. And and so for for me, it was re- really just making sure that Chelsea was on board and that Very she good. was um, going to support it. And she was totally on board. She saw the vision, and um, and she's been supportive all the way through. So it hasn't been easy, um, but it's kind of one of those things where if you when you're working with your hands, if you put your head down and you just get to work, there's going to be a return on your investment. So um, it's just just about working hard and, and doing the things that some people aren't willing to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Working late hours, spending the night in the bed of a truck, driving to South Carolina, you know, within a span of two days and back. Even last week, we were, <clears throat> we were working on a barn. Yeah, you guys are hard as hell to get. Uh, hold of, and I totally understand me. it going all over the state of Iowa to yeah. rip these down, yeah. yeah, and beyond, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, even last week on a, on Friday, it was raining the entire day. It was like thirty to you know thirty four degrees, but it felt like twenty out. <laughs> yeah, and we're miserable, off, you know. And and uh, Ezra and I are looking at each other like, man, if it wasn't for winter conditioning and 
all the you know stuff we went through for football. Yeah. I don't know if this is a mind game I could play. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> but you yeah. definitely were you set just up charge for on. It. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not something that's a cup of tea every day. That's for sure. Those elements in Iowa they <clears> kick <throat> your butt. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So when you guys when you said traveling, you're traveling to these places and staying over. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, and that kind of started the second summer we did this. Um, Elias had just had Benaya, his first yeah. son. He had just that. started with the college ministry. And then he had also we just, bought a, just house, bought a house. Renovated the house. Yes. Nothing like being Started busy. seminary. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. Starting seminary. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And so, Starting seminary. <laughs> you did it all at once. Yeah, yeah. a whole so degree. So we were taken down. Kurt Warner's barn oh, up Kurt in northeast Warner's, Iowa. Yeah. yeah, I have watched. There is a YouTube video that's amazing about the river crossing at that yes. property. Yep, I absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And and time out. How do you Kurt Warner's barn? It's just kind of like the way that it always happens with us is <laughs> someone will reach out to us, and this time it just so happened to be uh, Kurt Warner's half brother who reached out to us. And he said, hey, my dad's uh, managing a property, Gene. He's, uh, you know, got this this barn that he wants you guys to take a look at. And so um, I show up, and it was a 100-foot barn, and I was pretty excited about it. So I was on the phone with Elias on the way there. So for the people who have no idea what that means, a 100-foot barn, it was like you hit gold or? Well, it was just like more material than we had ever seen. Okay. You know, prior to this, we had probably only taken down four barns. Okay. And they were within like the 50, 60 foot range. So this is huge. From this what is you guys huge. Are used to. Yeah, this is huge. It's okay. like, wow, we could save so much wood. Okay. A lot of oak. Yep. A lot of oak, but I only saw pictures <laughs> on, yeah, hopefully old growth. <laughs> I wasn't sure yet because I'd only saw okay. pictures from the outside. Okay. And so in Northeast Iowa, if you've ever been up in the boondocks, um, (laughs) you don't get very good cell service. So part of the way up, I I lost cell service and and I still had my maps running. So I was able to get there, but I pull up at this river crossing. Okay. Now I'm on the the property. property You're supposed to be going to. At the property, hopefully that I'm supposed to be going to. But the, (laughs) the guy who contacted me didn't say anything about crossing a river. And my truck is probably more of a car than a truck wouldn't you say elias yeah i mean it's it's a two-wheel drive old like gmc work truck that really isn't yeah yeah and it gets a job done yeah and it was spring the river's high and i'm like why didn't they tell me about this This river seems like something that you should put out there yes you have a river you have to cross yeah you know i know i said i had zero stressors in life but when i come up to a river that i don't know about i have one stressor (laughs) right and And so i'm looking at it and i can see the barn beyond the river and I just took a moment to de- to make a decision whether I wait there and see if he's coming behind me or whether I go to the barn. And I decided to cross a river. <laughs> Long story short, I almost got stuck halfway through the river, but I pedal to the metal, get through the river, pull up to the barn, and Gene, the property manager, pulls up behind me. And we start walking through the barn together. And he says, you played football at UNI, didn't you? Yeah, yes, sir. Me and my business partner both did. Oh, we've got some ties to you and I. I had a son that played there. And I'm thinking like, oh, like, I hope you don't say his name because I'm probably not going to know him. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And uh, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, Who's that? (laughs) Kurt Warner. And I was craps your pants yeah like (laughs) what because hall of famer yeah Yeah. warner kurt warner in our area 
you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't know him. Yeah, and then yeah. a you and I player, he's goat probably yes, for you and I, right? Absolutely. Is that fair to say? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so Gene and I, yeah. So Kurt Warner's dad and I, we had a great conversation just about you and I football and yeah. about some of Kurt's experiences. And then uh, uh, we wrap up the conversation, and Gina's getting back in his truck, and he slams the door, and he rolls down the window. And I think he's just going to say goodbye, but he looks at me and he looks at me intently in the eyes and he says, hey, I noticed something. Yeah, what's that? You didn't let the river stop you. <laughs> I like that. I and then do he drives too. away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he drives away. <laughs> and we get the barn. And, and, and anyway, the whole reason I'm telling this story is because um, we, we had to do a good job with this barn and it. It was just me working on it most of the time. I had some family members come, some friends come and help, but Elias wasn't able to be there. So there were a couple nights that I actually spent spent the night in the bed of my truck yeah. just so that we could get more work done. Because you were trying to really get this thing cranked out. Yes. And it was bigger than what it you've ever done. It was the biggest we've ever done. The yep. thing, thing you've took on. Yeah. And you couldn't. Mm -hmm. You had to show up for that barn. Yes. I mean, of all people, it's oh, like, absolutely. that's when you're going to do your best work at, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like, you're yes. going to do good work at every barn. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's freaking sweet. Yeah. And then he just recently had that movie come out. Yeah. Have awesome. you guys seen it? I'm not yet. I have no. not either. Something we need to, need do. to do. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, that's probably the most famous yet so far of person you've so taken far. down their barn. Yep. So talk, we're, talk we're working on others. <laughs> So people out there who own barns who are famous, contact 310. Yeah, we'll we'll travel. <laughs> so yeah. talk about travel. Iowa, where have you guys all been? Where's the farthest in Iowa? Yeah, a lot. Um, it seems like the the better barns we've been finding is in like the northeastern part of state, okay. along the river, you know, some of those areas that were established a lot longer um, than some There's of the middle parts of the state. There's some science and history and oh, all yeah. sorts of stuff that goes into your yeah. job. It is. Even like, you know, what, what kind of wood you find in the barns? Because, you know, it's like, man, was there like a an oak savanna in this area? Because yeah. there's going to be a lot mm -hmm. more oak timber frames because a lot of times they would, you know, they'd Use mill. They'd use, yeah, they'd mill the logs from the farm, yeah. you know, for those buildings. And yeah, when it was so, days before trains and trucks, and yeah. it's, that's the easiest way to do it, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Old that is awesome. Steam-powered mills or yep. horse-powered, whatever it might yeah. be. So, yeah, uh, we, we, we've traveled a lot to, like, Decorah, Walk-On, okay. um, New Albany, that kind of area, north, northeastern part of the state. Um, and then some, like, more like Dubuque, Earlville, okay. Um, I'm from Manchester, so that's okay. Closer. Yeah, Manchester, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And like yeah. I said, I know a lot of farmers, and yeah. they got a lot of barns. So yeah. hopefully, we'll be getting you some. Yeah. Drummed up in that area. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, so basically, you guys really are offering an alternative to the process of um, it being so expensive to get these things knocked down or taken apart, because you guys offer this service. To the farmers, free of charge. Mm -hmm. Yes, free of charge. Or or we'll pay you. We'll pay you. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So barn owners, you might even get paid out of the deal. Remove the yep. ugly eyesight and get paid. Yep. So you go in, you assess the property, and then you tell them what you can do. Yeah. It's a mm -hmm. brokered deal yeah. for their yeah. barn wood. Yep. That's exactly what it is. And you know, we'll we'll kind of run the numbers in our heads and and talk and make sure that we can pay them. Um, Right. What makes sense for for our business so that we're actually making money on the barn? Heck yeah, mm -hmm. 
it's just wild. It's all working out, guys. And yeah. it's a perfect, perfect business model. And then you sh- you've shipped it. You said Tennessee. Yeah, we've shipped it to, you know, Tennessee. We've been just recently South Carolina, Alabama. Um, and what's that transportation process look like? Because you're learning all this oh. on the fly, right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> like you're not a trucker and you're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you I don't think, know how to load loads. No, we don't know how to load loads, do we, Elias? You were learning, aren't you? We don't. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Elias is a funny story about that. <clears throat> yeah, it's okay. You know. We drive a telehandler a lot of times. Big machine. Okay. Big, like, extending forklift. We don't have a skid loader, so we don't drive skid loaders a lot of times. Okay. But we rented one to load a semi. Uh, we've sent out a few semis now, and and uh, we're, we're loading a semi, and, and I've got a huge bundle. We banded up this huge bundle of heavy white oak, and I've got on the front of my forks. Uh-oh. And like I couldn't get it on this back side of the of the semi, and so I had to like pull out and like readjust. And so I had to go around to the other side of the semi, and I start going downhill. Still got my load up in the air, and all of a sudden I just start heading southbound, oh, just tipping over. Forks, yes, tips over, forks straight into the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, and this got, is like, a red piece up. of equipment. Yes, too. and I just yeah. hear beep, <laughs> like lies honking the horn. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, but I, I, you know, I use my forks to push back off into the ground and get back, and I'm just like rocking and you know, get back. And it's like, sure. oh yeah, yeah. After everybody's crap okay, in my pants. And, yeah, and I'm just kicking but. myself because you know part of what we do is tell stories. Like Elias and I are both storytellers, and and so we like to tell those stories on YouTube. I'm like, man, I wish that we could have got that on video. Some of it, yeah. So I, so I hand Jefferson, uh, Chelsea's cousin, who who we hired last summer, I, I hand him the phone and I say, I bet that's going to happen again. I don't think Keep he learned his lesson. <laughs> Keep recording. And he does it again. Yeah, attempted twice. Again, but okay, so I, you know that all happened and I'm like, wow, I'm the worst <laughs> forklift, forklift operator. operator ever. And uh it, it seems to be kind of a uh, par for the course in the industry, I think, because I get a hold of the company we were sending it to, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, we got it loaded, some some big bundles of the oak and everything." And he's like, "How many times did you tip, tip oh, the skid yeah. loader?" And I was <laughs> like, "Twice. Have you done it?" He's like, "He's like, yeah. After about the seventeenth time, you just stop puckering." <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a big deal anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I love it. Yeah. Heck yeah. So you're definitely learning as you go. Yes. So where what where are you taking this next? You guys have mm. um, the website. You have a YouTube. You're trying to ship this all over the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next? How are you growing it more? Yeah. So so really, what we need to do this summer is really just establish our wholesaling side of things. Uh, we started wholesaling big semi loads last summer, but we didn't get our first semi load out until. Uh, late August. So we were pretty late to the game. So this summer, we're going to focus on getting a lot more barnwood out uh, to the people who are buying it wholesale. And, um, and and that will just provide us the income that we need in order to do some other things. We've talked about um, kind of refining our website even more to where uh, we talked about how we have the mantles for consumers to buy, but we also want to do, you know, wall paneling and potentially flooring someday. Oh, yeah. And so working into that eventually in the future. Yeah. And so then I think a long, long-term goal would be to put up one of these puppies. Yeah. That'd be my dream. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, barn? Yes. yeah. So that's a kind of a that's whole nother niche of the industry is actually people who take a standing frame, one that's, you know, isn't dilapidated too far, but it's still like, you know, not usable to the, whoever the owner is. Right. We'd buy that off of somebody 
and actually take it apart much more carefully so that every joint is still intact. You know, the, you have all the beams, no splits, anything like that, and you actually take it to another site, sell it to a wedding venue place or yeah. someone, someone wants to build a home. Someone wants to build a home, yeah. and you can actually – there's some really great benefits to doing timber frame homes, all these sort of things, and actually just go and rebuild that just like they yeah. used to. Obviously, we wouldn't do it with horses and right. 60 Amish guys, but we'd <laughs> you know, we'd put it all back together with all the – mortise and tenon joints and the pegs holding everything together and actually rebuild it like it was yeah. originally. So that that's kind of a long term. Yeah. Big dream. Well, you got to have those things. Yeah. Or you're never going to grow. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. 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 That's super cool. I'm trying to, you guys do so much work into detailing what you've taken out of these barns. That's what blew my mind. On yeah. What you, cause it's like I said, check out the website cause it's amazing. The most recent, project you guys have worked on that I wanted to speak on that's different from the barns is uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So and uh, how, how it came to be. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jeff Starbeck is the owner of Starbucks Smokehouse and, and Barbecue. If you've never eaten there, please do because his second. food is amazing. So yes. good. I and one of the coolest places that. in the area. Too. Yeah, like, it's like... What he's done with that new building is... Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. awesome. it's it's newer. It's a couple years old, right? Yep. And he's uh, expanded. He's expanded. And he's... he's So so last year he was expanding and he was building this, this new place that was going to have a lot more seating because the original Starbucks didn't have much seating. And he got a hold of Elias and I, he knew us through you and I football. And he said, Hey, I want to buy some barn wood from you guys. And and we were just starting to flip our business to where we were taking down a lot more barns. And it was kind of the middle of winter. So we didn't have a lot of inventory. And so at the time we weren't able to help Jeff out. Um, but Jeff gets the building done. They've been in it for, you know, like six or seven months now. And he says, Hey, I've got this, this pergola on this, um, uh, patio and I want to put a roof on it. So he gets a hold of me. He says like, what, what could you do? I want to buy some rafters off of you or something, maybe just some cool barnwood rafters. And I said, Jeff, why don't we just make this look like the inside of a barn? Like when you look up, let's make it look exactly like the inside of a timber frame barn. That's awesome. And so that's what we decided to do. We, we met with the architect and, and we laid out some plans and we were able to provide Jeff with the barnwood that he needed and provide him with a little bit of manpower as well uh, to actually get the canopy put together. And it's beautiful, by the way. Thank guys, you. you guys did a stand, that is a stand-up yeah. job. And that place, for people that don't know, it's there's antiques. It's, yeah. It's just yeah. it's one of a kind. There's yeah. nothing mm-hmm. like it around here. Oh, and absolutely. That not. much attention to detail to every single piece that's in that entire restaurant. Yeah. And and Jeff is a is a like-minded guy when it comes to reclaiming and repurposing. Oh, yeah. yeah. In he fact, pulls a lot of these old signs out of barns. Yes. And yeah. I follow their Facebook and yeah. I love it when he tells yeah. where he finds yeah. the mobile sign yes. or whatever. Yeah. 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 He was just down at the the uh, most recent barn that Elias and I are taking down just walking around the property, you know, he didn't even, picking. <laughs> yeah, he was picking, but he didn't come away with anything, but he's like, I just, oh, I wish I was younger. Just lo- like, I just it. love what you guys do. I want to do this so bad. Yeah. <laughs> See, there is something in it guys. It's yeah. more than just the business and, and the mm-hmm. wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a passion for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, without <clears throat> letting you guys out of here, if you've never paid attention to the show, there's a portion at the end, it's called the firing range. 
and I got to take you guys there and ask you some this or that question. So yep. they're supposed to be fast, so don't take a lot of thought into them. Whatever first comes to your mind, go with that. You guys ready? Yes. Ready. <laughs> Ezra, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, this episode of The Firing Range is sponsored by Joe Wilson of Vine Valley. If you're expo- exploring the housing market and want someone who will work for you that you can trust, contact Joe Wilson, my buddy at Vine Valley. His number is 319-486-8115. Let him know that Nate sent you. Joe, I appreciate all your support and everything you do for me, dude. Thank you. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes. I put down the book. i got to ask you the questions. (laughs) The first one, walnut or cedar? Walnut. Uh, Gable barn or round barn? Uh, Gambrel. Farm or city? Farm. Summer or fall? Fall. Iowa or Minnesota? Iowa, baby. (laughs) Football game or a barn demo? Oh. Got him there. That's a tough yeah, one. I know because of a most because of a recent decision that hasn't been announced publicly. Football okay. game. Okay, <laughs> we'll keep it just as that. Luck or grit? Grit. Shepherd or part of the flock? Uh, part of the flock. Offense or defense? Offense, baby. <laughs> Psalms or Revelations? Uh, Psalms. Spring or winter? Spring. Hammer or saw? I <laughs> got him on that one. Hammer. Drive or ride? Drive. Touchdown or winning tug of war against a barn? Touchdown. <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, oops or ope? Ope. Coffee cup or a thermos? Thermos. Thank you so much for your time. Thankfully, it was a little crappy weather, and hopefully that yeah. played into this being good for your schedule. I appreciate yeah, your guys' great. time, and I love what you're doing. Thank thanks you, man. Thank it was you. great. Love yeah, what you're doing, fun. man. I appreciate that. Special thanks to my friend Katie Hine at Mattress by Appointment Cedar Falls for her sponsorship of Season 2 of The World with Nate.